we'd like to welcome you back to our third part of our uh, current event and weekly Bible study for April 7, 2015. These are just some of the Islamic evil tear headlines just from the last week. Just because I can't get into all of these things anymore, but I like to at least read you the headlines of, of just some of the more uh, more of the fruit of the religion of peace. Um, the co-pilot of German Wings Airbus was a convert to Islam. All evidence indicates that the co-pilot of the Airbus jet converted to Islam in a six-month break during his training as pilot as a pilot for German Wings. But did you hear about that anywhere on TV? No, because they want to make sure they suppress every Islamic. Uh, terror report that they can absolutely suppress. You know, they, they want to say it was all SSRIs or, or whatever, his, his depression meds. Uh, you know, I just don't know anybody that depressed that wants to take the whole plane down with them unless they've got some really huge satanic agenda. And I really don't care what other recording they might have played where, you know, I mean, the guy was probably screaming Allah Akbar all the way down into the mountain. There were literally posts on um, social media about this. Islamic people saying our, our precious martyr, whatever this guy's name was, you know, did, did you know, died valiantly. Tons of, tons of posts like that. Where they were just openly acknowledging that he was Islamic. He was, he was a convert to Islam. So, um, <clears throat> CNN debuted this report fastest growing religion in the world is islam and it is it's, it's and they were saying that it's it's um poised to overtake christianity as far as numbers go well the way that they're killing all the christians off and and the way that they just basically breed with their sex slaves and in in um all of their multitude of wives and stuff in order just to create another little islamic army i mean yeah i can see that happening and then new Bible version to remove father and son and son of God, the terms father and son of God, because it offends Muslims. Because, see, that's what it's all about, not offending Muslims. It doesn't matter what they do to anyone else or any of the Christians. They can kill us, behead us, slay us, you know, defile our, our, our um, wives and children and behead them and, and, and sexually mutilate them. They can do all that all day long. And we have no right to be offended by any of that. The only ones that count on the planet are, are Muslims. That's the only ones that matter. It's the, they're the only ones that, that we need to worry about not offending. So, I think that's fair. I don't know about you all, but I think that's wonderfully fair. Next report, 147 slaughtered on Kenyan campus, you probably heard a lot about this, by devil al-Shalub Muslims who targeted Christians. And they went up to the, to the people in the, in the university that was partly... Um, Christian, partly Muslim, and they asked them, "Are you a Christian?" And if they did, you were you were um, you were um, assassinated right there, killed. And if you're Muslim, they let you go. Okay. You know, in hell though, they're going to have to relive. I've heard this about some accounts in hell that the people that that commit like a lot of murder or, or did a lot of things to a lot of people that they have to relive the terror that they were inflicting on whoever they killed or whoever they were raping or whoever they were, they have to relive that same tear through their eyes over and over and over again for all eternity. And then they can do it in the lake of fire once they're thrown in there after the great white throne judgment. So that's what they have to look forward to. So they get to experience all the terror they put their victims through. Oh, they were Mr. Big and Bad at the time. But you know what? They're not Mr. Big and Bad in hell. They'll never be that. Next report. UNHRC confirms 200 kidnapped Christian girls in Nigeria murdered by Boko Haram Muslim terrorists. Christian girls. Christians are being slaughtered at an unprecedented rate. And, ah, the mainstream media, who cares? Do anything against Muslims, though, and it's, it's the end of the world. Don't offend, oh, how dare you? They're the religion of peace. They're the only religion that even counts. 
They produce wonderful fruit all over the world, every day, 24-7, and no one could argue with that. Next report, two Muslim women arrested in New York City Islamic terrorist bomb plot. They were getting ready to blow something up for their dear Allah, the moon god, fallen angel moon god, devil. Islam. I had a listener send me this. 20 heirs that they, on 2020, they did this whitewashing thing where they were saying all this stuff about Islam. It was all lies. The 2020 report. They acted like they were some authority on Islam. Everything they were saying contradicted, and these were like Diane Sawyer or whoever, these people that have no clue about what Islam's about. And they were literally going against exactly what the Quran said. Oh, it's a religion of peace and this and that, and it doesn't... They were all they were just lying. And this guy that was doing the, the um, rebuttal point by point, which is how I would handle it as well, he was just going through, he says, no, no, this is what the Quran says. And here's what these fork-tongued devils were saying to try to convince you that Islam is a religion of peace. When that could be, that's the farthest thing from the truth. And then he also did a video called The Three Stages of Jihad. So I give you the links to all these. And then another report, hit, his, hit Muslim terrorists where it hurts. And that's their religion. Now, this says, just before September 11, 2001, Deputy Israeli Police Minister Gideon Ezra suggested in an Israeli newspaper, um, and it gives you the name there of it, that the Palestinian suicide bombers should be buried in pigskin. That is reminiscent of General Black Jack Sherman's alleged execution of six Muslim rebels in the Philippines in the early 1900s following the end of the Spanish-American War. Now, this is a guy that knew how to get the job done, that could see and identify the enemy and know what, the, what would scare the enemy. Okay, This terrifies anyone in Islam. Now, these are the most underhanded, ruthless, raping, I mean, pedophilic, no-conscience devils on the planet. And... When you're dealing with somebody that evil, I see no problem taking these type of tactics because they're literally dead already. But if this, if the word got out that this was being done in mass to these Muslim devil terrorists, I guarantee you they would start thinking twice about all of the heinous garbage they're committing on the planet. And you know what? A ton less people would end up dying. A lot of little girls would end up not getting raped. A lot of teenage girls and a lot of women would end up not getting raped. A lot of Christians wouldn't end up getting beheaded and slaughtered. A lot of churches would end up not getting blown up. And I realize a lot of those churches are, are, are like Catholic and this type of stuff. But I'm just saying, everything they do is wicked. And they get away with it unchecked. Blackjack Pershing, following the end of the Spanish-American War, it is said, although without authentication, that he killed, and I've heard, I've heard of generals doing this, that he killed six Muslim rebels with bullets dipped in hog fat, wrapped the bodies in pigskins, dumped pig entrails all over them, and buried them face down so they could not face Mecca. That ended the insurrection. He did that to six people and let it be known. Their stupid, idiotic religion. They were already in hell. It wouldn't have mattered what you did to them. But they're so evil and so full of devils that they it ended the insurrection. He did this to six guys that deserved to die. What if we started doing stuff like this in mass to them? When, when, when we actually went after them and killed them and they needed to be killed because they were evil that needed to be wiped off the earth or they were going to continue to do more evil and kill more innocent people. So is that unrighteous to let them just go and do whatever they want? Rape, kill, pillage, behead for no reason? Or would it be more reasonable to use tactics against them that would get their attention? Sometimes you can only get somebody's attention unless you slam a crowbar up against their head, essentially. I'm, so to speak. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying that when you're dealing with Satan, you have to use tactics that he understands. 
they would understand that tactic. And the reality is, is they're in hell anyway. <laughs> Them being buried in pigskin or whatever, that, that's going to that's gonna not have any bearing on where, on, on the amount of suffering they go to in hell. They think it will. <laughs> they could believe that all day long. I'm just really sick of every day getting just loaded down with all of the evil that Islam is doing. Over and over and over, never-ending evil, increasing every single week. I'm tired of it. We Somebody needs to change tactics here and start doing... And I understand our own government's totally against us on this. They're the ones that are letting the terror cells develop. They're, we, we've, we've got a Muslim president in office who is nothing but a devil and wants this to happen. But I'm saying to the military out there that would see that these are tactics that have worked in the past against these devils. Do something to try to start getting their attention so that this mass slaughter, this mass genocide of Christians around the earth starts to stop. Get their attention. It never ends with this stuff. It's just getting worse. Next report, world's leading Islamic university, world's leading Islamic university, Al-Azhar, their textbook, one of their textbooks said, eating dead Jews and Christians and infidels is halal if necessary. Halal means basically it's what the certification that you'll see on a lot of foods now. I won't buy any food that has that on there, particularly if it's a meat. They have to have some, they usually have a recording playing of Allah Akbar as the, as the animal's being slaughtered. That's halal meat. It's meat with a curse on it, basically. It's meat sacrificed to an idol, like the Bible talks about in there. Okay, just not something I want to really mess around with. I don't respect any company that would put out anything halal. But see, halal is, is it's, 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 it's fit for a Muslim to eat. Okay, is basically what it means. It's been it's been blessed by Allah. So eating dead Jews or Christians or infidels is halal if necessary. Could you imagine if, if the Christians tried to get away with one one thousandth of what the Muslims do on a daily basis? How demonized we would be? The hypocrisy of this, the absolute total bigoted prejudice against Christians worldwide that's only getting worse every day? And I guess we're just supposed to sit back and just say nothing about any of this. Islamic, next report, Islamic State justifies using child executioners by invoking Muhammad's example. No, he was a pedophile. He took his first wife, his favorite wife, Aisha, at the age of six, admitted to having sex with her, consummating the marriage at the age of nine. Is there anything a devil like that wouldn't do? When If that's your, if that's your leader, if that's the guy that, that you want to emulate and look up to, no wonder his followers are such demon-possessed vessels of Satan. No wonder. Next report, Muslim-awaited savior, the Imam Mahdi, to return by 2016, followed by their Muslim Jesus. It's not only the Christians who are sensing that something has changed in the world and that we may be entering the very last days. Muslims are also eagerly awaiting their Messiah. And see, they think that because of all this, that they're getting away with, all this murder, literally, that they're getting away with, all ISIS is, is are, are good Muslims. ISIS is fundamental Islam. It's not, they, they call it radical Islam, they call them terror. No, no, that is Islam. That is what the Quran and the other unholy writings tell its adherents to do. To kill and slay and behead the infidel. To rape their women. To subjugate all other infidel, which are just non-believers in Islam. 
to subjugate every other population on the planet to establish a Muslim Islamic caliphate through Islamic Jihad or Holy War. That's, that's what they're commanded to do. All ISIS is doing is being, they're being true to the faith. The other ones are just lukewarm. The ones supposedly trying to stop them. Oh yeah, you know what? Where are the big parades around the world? Are the big protest marches of moderate Islamic people protesting ISIS and protesting these other wicked, sick, twisted devil groups that are killing the Christians in mass, that are raping and pillaging? Why aren't they, if they're supposedly against that brand of Islam, where are all the big protests worldwide I, I i just you know what i haven't seen them haven't seen one you know why because in the end they're all on the same team they're all on the same team some of them may be afraid to speak out against it you know what they're either gonna have to get on board all the way eventually and start towing the line or they're gonna die as an infidel and I think a ton of them are, and I think the vast, vast, vast majority are going to get in line, and they've been waiting to get in line, and they like this. I don't buy this whole thing about all these moderate Muslims. If they were truly against this, they would be organizing some type of, of gigantic protest worldwide. I don't see any of it, none of it at all. I think deep down they're just smiling inside. They like it. Their actions speak volumes. And what are their actions? Nothing. Silence. For the most part. I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying the vast majority. You have to understand, when, when you become an, an, a Muslim, there are demons and devils that go into you. Okay? Those demons and devils want what ISIS is doing. Okay? Your conscience starts to become seared with a hot iron. And a lot of this is generational. Those devils and demons love this stuff. I don't care if you say you're a moderate Muslim. The devils and demons that live in you aren't moderate Muslims. They want you to go all the way. I'm not willing to cut them any slack. I'm just not. Mass slaughter going on. All of this wicked evil garbage. It's just in your face every week. And they do nothing. As far as I can see. Oh, that's not real Islam. Oh, yes, it is real Islam. Yes, it is. And you know what? You know it's real Islam. And I bet a ton of you deep down like it. They're doing what you don't have the bravery in and of yourself to do. Or maybe you're in stealth jihad mode. Maybe you're just one of those ones like the Trojan Horse to play Mr. Nice Guy. While you can bring in under the cover all of your real brethren... That are, that are gaining and, and building their, their Muslim terror cells all across the world. And then when, it, when you're all green-lighted, then you're all going to really be on the same team. And then it'll be, you know, your true colors will show then. A lot of them are like that, too. I think there's different classifications. So, this report. Um, Muslims are, are we eagerly awaiting their Messiah. In the latest evidence of this messianic fervor, a mainstream Sunni Muslim website has declared that the Islamic Messiah, called the Mahdi, or Imam Mahdi, or the 13th Imam, will appear this year or in 2016, and that the Muslim Jesus will return in 2022 to conquer the war for Islam. Now, granted, I'm not into date setting. I never have been. Okay? I'm saying this is what they're saying. They believe their long-awaited Savior could be this close to... and. Again, what this is doing, because they're literally getting away with murder, and this is the point I was trying to make before, and I got off on that tangent, because they're getting away with this kind of murder, and, the, and, and all of Islam is seeing this, they're thinking, ah, Allah is truly with us. Now we have true favor of Allah to go and kill and slay and rape and do whatever we want in the name of Islam, in the name of Allah. It's emboldening them. Obama is emboldening them by supplying them with weapons, by training them, by making sure that they never get in positions where they're going to be totally wiped out, by hamstringing our own military. It's all by design. 
In the latest evidence for the, of this messianic fervor, okay, I already read that, I'm sorry, discoveringislam.org, which is a pro-Islam website, has calculated that the first phase of this end time will begin soon. The estimates were derived from the latest research into numerical analysis of the Quran, the Hadith, and Arabic words and historical events, according to discoveringislam.org. And it says, the messenger of Allah informed the companions, whoever that is, of everything that would occur until the day of resurrection. Again, I don't, I don't take a whole lot of stock or heed in devils speaking to humans and giving them inside knowledge. Why don't you just go to a fortune teller to get that? So, then the website goes on to say, based on a numerical analysis of the Quran and Hadith, the official beginning of the end time and the coming of the Imam Mahdi will most likely be in 2015 or 2016. And the time of Jesus Christ will come down from heaven to earth will be 2022. And then it says, Insha'Allah, meaning if Allah is willing, the website reported. The Quran and the Bible put forth end times narratives that are similar but opposite. The Bible's Antichrist, for instance, resembles Islam's Messiah, while the Muslims view the Jesus of the Bible as their Antichrist or their Dajjal. Of course, they've got to just denigrate Jesus as much as possible. The Quran teaches Jesus returns to earth for a very different purpose, and that is to break the cross. Remember, they refer to us as the people of the cross and how we're all going to drown our own blood, essentially, all these threats that have been going out, particularly as of late, by ISIS. Well, they're, they're, um, this supposed Jesus that's coming back, their Islamic Jesus who looks just like the same pictures of all that are all in all the Catholic churches that I've been warning about, the whole ascended master Jesus, Sananda Emmanuel, Esau Sananda Emmanuel, depending on what word verbiage you use. Yeah. Same one. Same one that's in all the Catholic churches. Looks like the same guy to me. Same ascended master. Coming back with their awaited savior. Hmm. And Maitreya claims to be all of them rolled up into one. Imam Mahdi... You know, the whole nine yards. I, I don't know. Anyway, so, the Quran teaches Jesus returns to earth, but for a very different purpose, to break the cross and to convert the world's Christians to Islam. Well, finally, we are going to get some truth. I was wrong all along. Jesus is going to come back to convert us all to Islam because obviously we've seen the wonderful, peaceful, loving fruit of Islam and obviously, this Islamic Jesus is going to show us the right way for once. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Sorry, just almost impossible for me not to be sarcastic in these teachings. Many Christians point to Jesus' warnings in Matthew 24 and Mark 13 that false teachers and false prophets would arise in the last days to deceive many. Obviously, Muhammad is one of the false prophets. But the religion he founded, Islam, must be taken seriously because it's 1.4 billion Followers believe in its teachings, which are apocalyptic and getting more so by the day. And remember, it's fastest growing religion on the world right now. In fact, and I can't, you know, I mean, it's just such a wonderful religion. Why wouldn't it be? In fact, it's impossible to understand what inspires and motivates Islamic radicals such as ISIS or Al-Qaeda if you aren't familiar with their eschatology. Uh, but it's not just the radicals who believe in the Islamic teachings about the apocalypse. It is frequently claimed that those who believe these things are but the tiny minority of radicals. But what the Discovering Islam article reveals is that even many mainstream Muslims now believe that the last days are upon us. Remember what I said? Just what I just said? See, they're seeing all this stuff. And particularly if some devil messiah comes on the scene. You know what? The Wahhabis and the Sunnis and the Shias are all going to that, if that devil comes with enough signs and lying wonders, they're going to, and, and says, you know, you're all Islamic, you're all, you just have had these squabbles, unite my brothers, unite, they're going to, they're going to drop all their, their grievances with one another in a heartbeat, guaranteed, I see that coming a mile away, I've said that for a long time, and he's the only one that could do it, he's the only one, now, let's go further, um, Many Muslims across the globe see the unfolding events in Syria and Iraq as proof that the prophetic traditions of Islam are coming to pass and will soon lead to the return of the Muslim Jesus and the Mahdi. In the previous reported by WorldNet Daily, as previously reported by WorldNet Daily last October, an influential Turkish Muslim media personality and prolific author 
Aden Akhtar said he expects the Mahdi to appear in Istanbul. Akhtar said the Mahdi will communicate with spirit beings called Dijin, which is where we get the word, I believe, genie from. Um, it's, they're real. These Dijins, these are right, Jin. It's, it's spelled D-J-I-N-N. But um, a Jin or a genie is the same thing they're in reference to. They're very, very powerful, evil spirits. Okay, that have a Islamic type of bent to them. Okay, anyway, these evil spirit beings called jinns, who will help Muslims prevail throughout the world? Yeah, I'm I'm sure that they will. The that these devils that will possess these Islamic devils, and that it's not like it's not probably already happening. You know, ISIS expects a major battle to occur near the Syrian city of Dabik between the soldiers of Allah and, quote, the Romans, who are seen as the leaders of the infidel Western powers fighting alongside the Muslims. According to the Islamic view, the soldiers of Allah will win the battle, ushering in a period marked by the destruction of the Jewish state of Israel and a dominance of Muslims globally. Well, sorry to inform you, Israel is not going to be totally destroyed. It might, it might suffer, but it's not going to be totally destroyed. When Christians think about Jesus' warning of the rise of false prophets in the last days, we often think of the false voices within the church. No doubt we have plenty of those voices, shouting peace and security, all is well, thrive and prosper, uh, name and claim it, <laughs> etc. But rarely do many Christians think of the false prophetic traditions of Islam that are misleading a large segment of mankind. Well, true, I not really thought about that way, but in Tehran, our own president has just agreed to allow the single most apocalyptic regime in the, in the earth to attain nuclear weapons. Never before has the term existential threat been so real this billboard and there's a billboard here and, and you, you really need to want, look at this PDF to believe it um, but I, I give you the picture here the billboard showing the Muslim Jesus behind Imam Mahdi graces the Vali Asir square in Tehran their capital and it was completed in late 2014 and it literally shows this Imam Mahdi marching up a hill with a flag an Islamic flag in his hand and he's kind of looking and then Jesus is kind of the next one behind him but he's kind of almost looking up at him like he's almost afraid of him but this is this is the same Jesus you'll see paintings of in all the all the Catholic churches same dude I'm telling you He's going to play a major, major part in the end-time delusion and deception when he comes on the scene because a lot of Christians are just going to throw up their hands and believe whatever he says just because he looks like that same guy painted on in their church or whatever. It's, 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 it's really, to me, just an absolutely disgusting um, picture because it almost portrays Jesus as like this you know, subservient... I'll tell you, man, they're going to have a rude awakening when Jesus comes back for real. Truly, the world is entering uncharted territory. Iran's leaders have been speaking apocalyptically for years. In September of 2012, World Net Daily reported that former President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad delivered a speech to the United Nations General Assembly in which he was in which he claimed the table was set for a new world order based on the rule also by the coming Mahdi, also called the 12th Imam. Sorry, I said the 13th before. 12th Imam in the Shiite Islam. It's the 12th Imam or the Imam Mahdi. And Ahmadinejad basically referenced him in the speech, speech he gave at the United Nations Assembly. I believe that was in New York where he did that. Now here is another picture of that same um, huge <coughs> painting mural that's in the center. It looks like it's in the center of Tehran. I mean, this thing is grandiose. It is gigantic. And it's right in their center. And this is what they are waiting for. Okay. You can see you can see it kind of in the distance, whereas you get a really good close up in the first picture on on this PDF. It's really wow. I mean, it's <laughs> crazy. Um, okay, so truly the world is entering uncharted territory. Islam represents a major challenge to Christianity, quite possibly the challenge of the age, and most Christian leaders are unprepared for that challenge. Okay, I'm going to try to finish this out here. I, I'm, I'm kind of running out of time, but um, this is a question I got from a listener named Lisa. Um, I'm just going to kind of cut to the chase here. I can never understand how the Jews and Muslims would accept a Messiah outside of their religion. Um, now, again, I'm not saying that's the case. 
I think whoever's going to come on the scene is going to convince them that he is the Messiah of their religion. Not outside, but that he is going to basically be like the Messiah of all religions, but he is also the Messiah of their religion, the, the, the awaited Savior of them. Okay, so she said on Saturday I was talking about it, and then I dismissed it. However, on Wednesday I plan on listening to Galatians. Um, but then I decided to listen to John while I was working so I can really focus on the reading. Please read the scripture below and let me know if there's a possibility that the Antichrist might come from another dimension, meaning aliens or demons. If this is the case, that could explain why in the world, with the exception of true believers, the world would sect, they would accept him as their savior. Now, the, the verse she posted was John 7.26, and it says, Here he is, speaking publicly. Now, this is not KJV. I don't even know what version this is. But here he is, speaking publicly. And they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Christ? But we know where this man is from. When the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. Okay, now this is why it's so dangerous to read false Bible versions. Because they're inaccurate translations of either the underlying Aramaic and Greek of the New Testament or the underlying Hebrew of the Old. Okay? I can understand how she would get confused with this verse, but it's from a false Bible version. So it's it's a corrupted version. And a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Leaven is always a type of sin. Leaven is also compared to bad doctrine in the Bible. Jesus Christ said, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. Okay, so this is an example of that. She said, Please let me know your thoughts. Um my response, well, that version of the Bible is so far from the KJV, I could barely recognize it as from the Bible. And I gave her my attachment on the KJV on that, my teachings, which you can reference, just key in KJV in the keyword search box, at contendingfortruth.com. I've done tons of teachings. Um, the real verse from King James says, But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? How about... We know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man know whence he is. Okay? Now, the key word here is the word whence, which means from the um, Strong's, the, the, the underlying Greek derivation, outline of biblical uses, the word whence means of a place, from where, or what condition, or of an origin or source, or of a cause, okay? Okay, so based on the verses you cited, especially John twenty, John 7, 27, from a biblical standpoint, it seems the Jews in this particular verse were behaving in a totally biblically ignorant manner. The reason I say this is that their awaited Jewish Messiah, or the Christ, if you're going to go by Old Testament prophetic biblical interpretation will have to fulfill a ton of scriptures to be accepted okay jesus fulfilled all these old testament prophecies to a t i have an attachment on that i center okay see the attachment and they did not accept him okay but the bible predicts they weren't going to accept him and i said see john 5 43 and we're going to read that below and then i also had center more attachments to prove that to a lesser extent the same fulfilling of the Islamic prophetic scripture would go for the awaited Muslim savior um, called the Imam Mahdi or the 13th Imam. So when, when these dudes say, how about we know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man know, knoweth whence he is, that's garbage. If the Pharisees and Sadducees said that, no man knoweth whence, which means a place of origin or where, or that's garbage. When Christ comes, they have all these Old Testament Bible verses that clearly predict where he's, you know, all of these things. Even the town he was born in, Bethlehem, that type of thing, which it, it did predict that. And they're saying, oh, when, when, when the Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. Well, that's, that's acting like, wow, have you ever even looked at the Old Testament? There, there, there are literally hundreds of, of prophetic predictions of their awaited Savior. Jesus Christ fulfilled them all 100% to a T. And they act like, no man will know whence he is when he really comes. That's a joke. They knew exactly what to look for. 
And he fulfilled all those verses. Every one of them. I was like 400 something. And, and they still didn't accept them. Now I said to a lesser extent the same fulfilling of the Islamic prophetic scripture would go for the awaited Muslim savior called the Imam Mahdi or the 13th Imam. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. John 5:16 And therefore did Jesus persecute the Jews did persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them and said, "My Father worketh hitherto and I work. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life." And they are they which testify of me. He's saying search the scriptures because they're the very things, the scriptures, the very things that testify of Jesus Christ. In other words, they were totally without excuse. They were willingly ignorant of, of, of the fact that he was the king of kings and lord of lords, the alpha and the mega, the first and the last. They were just willingly ignorant of that. And, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that ye may not, that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. But here's the key. If another shall come in his own name, him ye shall receive. Who is he predicting? The Antichrist. So when the Antichrist comes, he's going to come in his own name, and they're going to receive him. And that's why I said... To a lesser extent, the same fulfilling of Islamic prophetic scripture would go for the awaited Muslim savior called the Imam Mahdi or the 13th Imam. I think that, that, that they're going to accept this Imam Mahdi or some derivation of it as their awaited savior. Now, Maitreya is the only one saying that he is the Imam Mahdi. He is the awaited Messiah to the Jews, the Christ of the Christians, the um, Krishna to the Hindus, and the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists. Those are all of the major five religions of the world. They're awaited saviors. They're all waiting for that. This devil Betraya, who calls himself Lord Betraya, says he's all of those things, and he's the only one the United Nations has endorsed for years, and says he's our man. Not only the United Nations, but world goodwill, the whole nine yards. So I've always said, I think there's a good possibility, I'm not saying it's an absolute 100% lock, but I think he's definitely in the candidacy He's in the running. So if another shall come in his own name, him ye shall receive. So, my comment. So this other false Christ will come in his own name. To me, this is Jesus Christ predicting that potentially the Jews are going to set aside all the Old Testament biblical parameters for their awaited Savior and Messiah and accept someone who does not fulfill those scriptures. Now, I'm speculating. But hold on, Jesus fulfilled them all, and they didn't accept him. Why not the next person that comes, that, that they're going to receive, who's, who's going to come in his own name, why not accept him as their savior and just throw out all the scriptures? Jesus fulfilled all the scriptures and proved to them he was their awaited savior, and they rejected him. So I think the next one is going to be the exact opposite, and I think Jesus predicted that as well. That's my, that's my theory. I'm not like, I don't want to get in huge biblical debates over that. I'm just saying, I think there's a good possibility. I think Jesus was potentially saying that was going to happen. I mean, Jesus Christ did say, um, again, uh, where did he say that? I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. That's why I'm saying that. I mean, Jesus fulfilled them all, all these scriptures, and they did not accept him. So it seems that this time around, to show their willingness to biblically compromise and embrace the Antichrist and the false prophet, they're going to accept someone who will have no real Old Testament prophetic biblical claim to be the Messiah. Now, that's a theory. I'm not saying 100% that will be the case, but it kind of, I could see it working out that way. Based on his signs and lying wonders, most likely, and that's why they'll accept him. Based on his sign. Remember, the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after, seeketh after knowledge. So in this sense, the scriptures will show the Jews who accept the Antichrist will be without excuse. I believe a similar dynamic will also apply not only to the Muslims, but all world religions, as the Bible clearly says in Revelation 13, 11, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. 
And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth, how? By means of those miracles." which he had the power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. What's the main way this deception is going to occur? By signs, lying wonders, and miracles. Jesus And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. I mean, Jeff, we're being set up. He warned us about this. Now, let's go to Revelation 16, 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles. The signs and lying wonders of miracles are the main way the whole world is going to be deceived. It says it right here. Spirits of devils working miracles. They're going to seem like the, the greatest thing since sliced bread, and it's all going to be a satanic lie. Which go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of Almighty, Armageddon. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. That's about living a holy life. Okay? Which I'm not saying that, that I'm Mr. Puritanical and pure and holy. You know, I, I need to work on all of this as much as anyone else, okay? But that's what Jesus Christ said. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. That was where they end up. And all of them that follow him, ultimately. For there shall arise false... Okay, Matthew 24, 24. There shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. This is regarding the end times. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. These, these lying signs, these signs and lying wonders and miracles haven't even really started yet. We're not even in the tribulation. And people are so deceived. Can you imagine when the miracles start? The lying false signs, miracles and lying wonders? Can you imagine how bad it's going to be then? And then the Christians are really, and then they're all going to say, but these Christians are the only ones on the planet that don't believe our wonderful miracles, all of the things we've done to help this planet and help humanity. And look at, we just solved World War III, and, we just, and, we, and we're your awaited Savior, and these ungrateful devil Christians over here won't bow down and worship us. They must die. So I see it going down. You know what? My God created the universe, though. You can have the whole world against me, and if it's not God's will for me to die, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not saying that because I think I'm Mr. Big and Bad, but through I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Jesus, I mean, they said in the word of God, call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I am the God, the, the, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? So, you know, but we're just going to need to have faith to believe that stuff. John 4.48, and then said Jesus unto him, except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Now he was talking to the Jews. 1 Corinthians 1.22, for the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. The Jews are waiting for the signs and miracles. And I think that's why they're going to be willing to set aside their Old Testament biblical parameters. They're not going by the Old Testament anyway. Most of them. Not even remotely. So, that's not going to be a big deal to set that aside. I mean, yes, the Talmud and the Kabbalah has crept into a high level, into Judaism. And the Talmud is the most blasphemous book in the world against Jesus Christ. I can't even repeat the stuff it says about him in there. I've reported on it. The key in Talmud, in the keyword search box at continuingfortruth.com. Okay, so going further. Now we beseech you, brethren, by, our, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, this will be the rapture. Um, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letters from us as the day of Christ is at hand. 
let no man deceive you by any means. He's saying, before this verse, he says, let no man deceive you by any means. That day, the rapture of the church shall not come except there come a falling away first. That's the apostasy. That's where the words falling away is translated from apostasy, apostasy of the church, which we're seeing in full swing. That comes first, and this also comes with it before the rapture. The man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So if, even if you're pre-trib, okay, even if you are, um, it says here that the Antichrist will be revealed before you're raptured. Okay, so I'm just saying, that they don't teach that in pre-trib, as far as I know, because I was, I was pre-trib for years. If you want to know my views on, on that, just key in tribulation in the keyword search box at contendingfortrib.com. Well, guys, I've done a whole huge series on it. Um, man, like like four parts. So, going next verse. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is when the, the Jews who will rebuild the temple will set up this temple literally for the Antichrist. Okay? And he's going to go and he's going to sit in the temple of God and he's going to basically proclaim that he is god this wasn't that what satan was all about from the very very beginning from when he fell isn't that why he did it he said i shall ascend on the sides of the north i shall be like the most high yeah well he's no different he just wants to be worshipped like god what a what a stinking e egomaniac i don't want to be worshipped I, I i'm literally i the thought of somebody worshiping me makes me want to makes me sick and want to vomit I don't understand why somebody would want to be worshipped. I just, I'm sorry, I don't get that. I, anyway, so, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then that wicked shall be revealed. The wicked, capital W, meaning the Antichrist shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. That's at the end of the tribulation at the battle of Armageddon. And then going further, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. There we go again. This is when basically the Antichrist gets destroyed at the end of the tribulation, but he he is working with Satan's power and signs and lying wonders. And that's how he, well, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved so you better love truth, you know. If you want to be saved, you, you need to have a love for truth. And if you don't have it, you need to pray for it. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. The ultimate truth is the word of God. Okay, but having a love of truth in general, I, I think is important. You know, I mean, I'm a saved Christian, but I'm deceived on every other level. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, it's kind of a package deal. You know, you have a love of all truth, not just biblical. You know, I'm not saying that means you know everything, but I mean, at least have a, a love for the truth. Be willing to accept it. Okay, so because they received not the love of the truth, then they might be saved. And for this God cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might all be damned who have believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, Back to my comments. Regarding these verses, this is why I believe it is far more likely that the Antichrist and the false prophet come in a scenario like you described in your original question. When you asked, now I said this before, but she asked me, she said, let me know if there's a possibility that the Antichrist might come from another dimension, aliens, demons, and if this is the case, that could explain why the world, with the exception of true believers, would accept him as their savior. And I go going back to my comment. Yes, I think this is the most likely scenario: a world savior from another plane of ex a supposed other plane of existence, like these ascended masters, okay, or a supposed other galaxy that will promise solutions to all the world's great problems and seemingly deal with the corruption that exists in high political offices worldwide, promising a utopia on this world if we would just submit to his rule and worship him as God. I have covered this many times in my previous teachings. The one I did, Lord Maitreya, okay? Um, and I'm just going to, it's part one, and I'm just going to read you the table of contents. In this teaching, we'll be taking a shocking in-depth look at Lord Maitreya, aka I like to call him Devil Maitreya, to see what 
part he and his ascended masters, who includes this false Jesus, this master Jesus, this Esau Sananda Emmanuel, which he's also known as, and what part they will most likely play in end-time deception the Bible so clearly predicts. For a preview into this teaching, I have posted the following lies from the United Nations-supported Share International website. Okay, which says, who is Maitreya? He has been expected for generations by all major religions. Christians know him as the Christ and expect his imminent return. Jews await him as the Messiah. Hindus look for the coming of Krishna. Um, Buddhists expect him as Maitreya Buddha. The Muslims anticipate the Imam Mahdi or the Messiah. Since 1988, Maitreya has appeared miraculously throughout the world, mainly to Orthodox religious groups, presenting in the simplest of terms the greatest spiritual laws governing our lives. And through steadily increasing signs and spiritual manifestations, it's all about signs and lying wonders with this guy, okay? And again, that's what the Bible predicts, how he's going to deceive the whole world, okay? Um, so... He now widely reported in the media, he is preparing them for his imminent appearance, which will be called the Day of Declaration, in which Maitreya will demonstrate his true identity, the international television networks will be linked together, and Maitreya will be invited to speak to the world. We will see his face on television, but each of us will hear his words telepathically in our own language as Maitreya simultaneously impresses the minds of all humanity, and at the same time, hundreds of thousands of spontaneous healings will take throughout take place throughout the world what were the what were the line signs and wonders on the frogs they were the power to do miracles false miracles i'm telling you this is a part one two three and four teaching i give you all the links to these teachings and then also another one i did on matreya and master jesus and how that keys into everything and and, and what part he's going to play now Share International says Maitreya is coming with the satanic counterfeit Master Jesus in collaboration with um, Maitreya and Master Jesus is deeply interested in unifying the religions throughout the East and the West. Because remember, we want to have a one world religion under Antichrist. We got to have some really huge, hugely larger than life demonic figures in order to pull this off. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the Master Jesus is deeply interested in unifying the religious thought of East and West. According to the plan, this will lead to the one world universal church, uniting all peoples into the one humanity. It is forecast that the Master Jesus will occupy the chair of the Pope of Rome. In other words, he's going to take over the Roman Catholic Church and the, the basically the largest supposed pseudo-Christian institution in the world, Okay, which has the most power, Okay, makes sense, and that from that seat, he will then be able to re-inspire and reorient the whole field of Christian religion, diverting it from its present political and temporal trends toward a more spiritual approach. See, the whole Jesus version of the Muslims doesn't, doesn't fit with this at all. I think it's more likely that this will be the scenario and that the Muslims are going to have to get re-educated regarding this particular subject, okay? And listen, if some dude comes along saying he's the, he's the, the fifth imam or whatever, he could say, listen, you, your writing's got messed up. You know, Master Jesus, we're, we're going to unite in a one world religion. We're going to have, we're going to all be in one big happy team. We're, I'm not going to have you carry out this Islamic caliphate. Now, I could be wrong about that. I'm trying to give you the big, broad picture of some possible scenarios that may happen from a lying signs and wonder, ascended master, lying satanic deception um, overview, okay? So again, it's, it's not like I'm saying this is gospel and this is gonna, but I'm, I'm trying to give you some possible scenarios here so you will be prepared in the eventuality of one of these scenarios might work out. And you say, oh yeah, I remember that, yeah, okay. So you have something to draw upon. So, um, that's why I wanted to give you both versions of this, okay? Now, um, he will occupy the Pope in Rome, and then from that see he will be able to re-inspire, reorient the whole field of Christian religion, diverting it from its present political and temporal trends towards a more spiritual approach. Could you explain the relationship, and this is Share International, could you explain the relationship between the disciple Jesus, Maitreya, and the Christ? And they say, by the occult process of overshadowing the Christ, Maitreya, took over and worked through the body of Jesus Christ from the baptism onward. When John the Baptist baptized him, when the dove came down, that was the spirit of Maitreya, is what these blasphemous, fork-tongued devils from the pit of hell say. And that Maitreya was the one that empowered, possessed Jesus to be able to do all the miracles he did in his three-and-a-half-year ministry. 
That's the blasphemy level that we're talking about here. And isn't it funny? They always just have to really preoccupy and fixate on Jesus Christ and belittling him and demeaning his deity. Is it, doesn't it always work out that way? <coughs> Teachings I've done on this. <clears throat> Deception of foot, Maitreya, and Master Jesus. I've done the, um, part one, two, and three on that. And then also a teaching called Mars, Lord Maitreya and the Ascended Masters and Strong Delusion. And then the PDF for that. Now, I had a listener. Her name's Camille. I believe she's in South Africa. She put together this awesome little, um, I guess it's something her, I think her mom had given her. And she ended up going in and like photo editing it. And it's this picture of Jesus they were given out, I think, in this Catholic church. And she's got all these things overposed over it. Where it has the, it has the long-haired, um, Adonis-looking Jesus. Um there and it says doth, doth not even nature itself teacheth you that if a man have long hair it is a shame unto him first corinthians um 11 14 and he, he's always portrayed with long hair um also they always have the halo around his head well the, that is the pagan sun god halo golden disc it's the egyptian sun disc or anubis or a, a nimbus i'm sorry that's that's totally occultic and then it's got this like this basically all it's got like this illuminati pyramid all-knowing eye of lucifer kind of in the middle of his chest and that's the all illuminati all-seeing eye of lucifer and they, they just work all of this stuff into into um these um common iconic supposed christian things and they're they're nothing more than cursed um images and then it, then she gives the bible verse of no marvel for satan himself is transformed into an angel of light second corinthians eleven fourteen. be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. First Peter 5, 8. Unbelievable. And then I say in here, I says, I don't think Obama could get away with this though. Meaning, I don't think he could get away with no Old Testament biblical scrutiny from a genealogy standpoint, okay, from the Jews. And meaning, people say, well, Obama's the Antichrist. Nah, I, I can't see, I can't see the Jews. I cannot see Islam accepting them accepting obama is their awaited savior he's a buffoon okay he's hated by the jews he's hated by a lot of islam they're not going to accept him he doesn't go around doing lying signs and wonders and miracles he's a buffoon okay and and they're not going to accept him as their awaited savior and there's a lot of other reasons i'm not even getting into why they're not going to accept him but i mean i've i've even got a whole file on that one that I've sent out many times. People just so adamant. Oh, he's definitely the Antichrist. He does not fulfill the biblical qualifications for the Antichrist at all. Okay? Not even a little bit. Okay? He's not a deity. He's going to have to be like appearing as though he's God in order to be accepted by these religions. Obama could never do that. He could never do that. Anyway, um... He could not skirt Old Testament biblical scrutiny and verification of the Jews, not to mention all the other world religions that would have a disdain for him as well. And again, I've done teachings on this saying, and it's it's part, oh, six parts. Five, yeah, is Obama the Antichrist? I did this in November 16, 2008, because that was coming up way back then, okay? Part one, two, three, four, five, and six, okay? I give you all the links to those audio teachings. I give you all the biblical reasons why he could not be the Antichrist, okay let's not get emotional about this and say well he's just god because he's the most evil person ever no really you gotta go by biblical parameters here and i just do not think that he could he could skirt old testament biblical scrutiny um like maybe the true antichrist will be able to why because he is going to come with the signs and lying wonders and miracles and 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 probably the spaceships and all of his little buddies or whatever with him and the ufos they're not going to be they're not going to be holding him to a level of biblical accountability. They don't care about the Bible and Judaism right now anyway, really. They care more about the Talmud and the Kabbalah. Doesn't mean that I don't think a third of the Jews aren't going to get saved though. Okay, so I'm not, I, like I have biblical balance regarding the subject and so many people to this day are just like they're one way or another, like John Hagee's camp or 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 they're, you know, where you think that the Jews don't even need to be witnessed to or whatever, and then there's the other ones that, that get mad at you when you, you talk about Islam, like it's good or something, and, and like the Jews are the source of all evil, and Islam is just pure and whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. Let's have some balance. So I am so, so far out of time. Um, just a quick prayer, because I'm, I'm literally going to run out of time here on my 
recording. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all you've given us. We praise you and worship you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed, Lord. I pray, God, that we take this information that, that we've looked over today, God, that, that um, you just... We would pray in such a manner, Lord, as you see fit regarding this information, that we pre would prepare ourselves, that you would prepare us, Lord, that I ask for your divine, Lord God, intervention in our lives and your divine providence and your divine foreknowledge for what we should do even ahead of time, God, regarding the dark days we're going into and that you would use the body of Christ and um, mightily for your glory, Lord. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.